I want to introduce you guys to this lady. Um, she has become a, a friend of mine. Her and her husband are are just fantastic people, great people. Um, her and her husband pastor uh, a church in Adrian, Missouri, not far from here. Uh, Angie is has recently become the district Southern Missouri district young women's coordinator and uh, works with the women's ministries in Southern Missouri district. And um, man, just a fantastic person, fantastic lady. And would you guys for me, put your hands together for my friend, Angie Lockridge. My name is Angie Lockridge and, uh, Kristen and Jeremy were so uh, nice to allow me to come tonight and just speak into your lives. But I want to tell you a little bit about me. Um, my husband and I, Lance, have been married for a long time. And um, as you can see, he's very old, and I am not um, by the gray hair. But I will tell you what gave him all that gray hair was being in youth ministry for nine years. And uh, just 10 miles south of where we are now, we've been at our church now for 11 years. And Adrian is the lead pastor, but I still get to be the youth pastor. Woohoo. I uh, can't get away from teens because I love you guys. Um, and so I think it's a promotion to be a youth pastor. Uh, some churches think, oh, I have to be the youth pastor, but I get excited about it. Um, so I would be a bad mom if I did not share with you my beautiful children. I have three beautiful children. These are my boys. One of my favorite pictures of them just having fun before a Royals game. Actually, this was before last year when they were going to play to like the playoff games. What is that what that's called? Yes. Okay. I am a Royals fan, but I don't know anything about it. Um, Anyhow, my oldest is on the left. His name is Jonathan, and he is a graduate from Evangel University. Woohoo, go Crusaders. And um, he is actually currently employed by Evangel through the athletic department. And students, listen up. If you, like, get involved in college and you get, like, involved in a department that has to hire people, they will hire you and give you your master's for free. So... Yeah, work on that. He's getting his master's for free through Evangel. All he has to do is pay for his books, and they pay him to go to school, which is amazing. He's a great kid, and I'm so proud of him. Uh, Jacob is on the right. He is my youngest son. Uh, He is also going to be graduating from high school in a little over a week, and so he's breaking my heart just a little. I will be honest with you. I have been a little weepy lately, so if I get weepy, just realize Uh, that my child is flying from the nest Um, in just a little bit, and that's okay. I've had two already fly from the nest, but I want to tell you a little bit about Jacob. Jacob is the most tender and gentle young man, and he is just, little kids are attracted to him. He just always takes time for him. He's gentle, and and he plays with them and things like that, and this last week or a couple weeks ago, they had their prom, and I don't know if you guys do this in the city. This might be a country thing, but they do what's called a promenade. You guys know what promenade is? Wow, you guys know what promenade is? Promenade is awesome. Okay, promenade is so that the girls get to show everybody in town their dress that they paid $300 for. Okay, so promenade is set up in the gymnasium, and the students are announced. Is he up there? No, don't don't show that picture yet. They're announced, and they walk through, and they come down, and then they promenade through the gym. And the girls, you know, because they haven't worn heels ever before, are doing this through the gym and their dates are holding them up and it's rather embarrassing. Everybody's snapping pictures. The whole town shows up. Very exciting. Well, Jacob, 
he wanted to ask this one girl to prom, and he procrastinated because that's what he does. And he asked too late, and she already had a date. And so he decided, well, you know, if I ask any other girl, because this girl was just a friend, you know, and she would know that just friends are going. When you ask a girl and Adrian to go to prom, you've basically proposed marriage. So he decided that it would be easier and safer to go stag and have a lot more fun. So he was going to go solo to, to prom. Well, he told me before, he goes, you know, Mom, not sure how I feel about promenading around the gym by myself. I said, well, if I see, I see. If I don't, I don't. Got a good picture of him beforehand. Much to my surprise, his name was announced. And he brings out this little beauty. Now, let me tell you where this little girl comes from. I was, like, shocked. And that was exactly the, the reaction of the entire gymnasium. Like, there was an uproar. People were like, where'd they get the kid? They're asking me all these questions. I don't know where he got the kid. I don't know who this kid, whose kid is this? And I don't even know who she, I don't know who she is. Where did he find this child? Well, this, one of his uh, friends in class had decided to bring her little sister, wanted to go to prom so bad. And she thought promenade was prom. Like she thought that was the whole thing. So when they were going to get the flowers, the mom had to buy the little girl a corsage. And then when they got ready for prom, then the little girl went in and got her best dress on, had her mom do her hair. She had her flowers on and she was so sad that she did not get to go to prom. So she's in the back, and they're all standing out there in the hallway waiting to be announced. And Jacob leans down and says, well, would you like to go to prom with me? Oh, thank you, girls. So anyway, out he comes with the most beautiful girl of the night. They promenaded all the way around the gymnasium. At every stop, they have to stop on X's. Cameras were flashing. Women were screaming and clapping. And it was just wonderful. And I thought, that is my child. My pride and joy right there. So that's my son, Jacob. Now we'll go to the next one, our daughter. She is our middle child. Um, don't believe anything that they say about the middle child. She is awesome. Her name is Jordan. And she just graduated from JRLC. How many of you guys know what that is? Yes, James River Leadership College, which is a branch of Evangel University. Great place to go and explore your gifts and your talents. And get your two-year degree. So she just graduated from there, and she plans on going to Missouri State in the fall uh, to get her degree in, I think, music arts or, oh, she told me, I'm sorry, electronic arts, music, audio studies. Basically, she wants to be a singer. So she's probably going to do that. And she's also going to get a business degree so she can pay for her music career because you know how that goes. And, uh, but one thing that has been really excited in her life lately is that James River has launched a travel worship team. And they have gone around to some different places. They've been to New Mexico. And they just went to Pennsylvania to the Hershey Stadium where they led worship for the Pennsylvania Delaware District. It's called Pendell Youth Convention. 10,000 students and leaders. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing things. And, I'm gonna t and the only reason I'm telling you that is because I'm a mother and People at my church are tired of hearing of it. So you guys get to hear it now. And you can see how proud I am. And the last thing, um, I am going to throw a shameless plug up for Thrive. And this is the Southern Missouri, and that is my beautiful daughter as well. Um, the Southern Missouri Young Women's Department. And I just want to tell you girls this. I think it's really important for women, especially young women who are transitioning from youth into adult ministries, are going off to college for the first time, that are flying the coop, to be grounded and to be connected. And so that is what the uh, Thrive Ministries is about. It's about meet, re reaching girls ages 18 to 40 and ministering to them, getting you guys connected, and just learning and growing in Christ together. But that's enough of all that. So we're here tonight to honor our moms.
How many of you guys brought your mom with you tonight? Awesome. I'm super proud of you guys. Those who have poured into us and have loved us and even at times had to correct us, our mom. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just thank you, Lord. God, we thank you, Jesus, that you have provided moms to care for us, to love us, to direct us, to guide us. Lord Jesus, we just dedicate the rest of this time to you. And, and God, I pray, Lord, that you would just be glorified. And, and Lord, just uh, take control of my mouth. Let the words that I speak bring life to those who hear. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so tonight I want to take a few minutes. I am sweating. Sorry. It's just what I do. Um, and explore some reasons why we should be thankful for our moms. Because I remember being a teenager. It wasn't that long ago. It wasn't. And I'm telling you that you don't just, like, get old after you graduate high school. Well, yes, you do. But you remember how it is to be a teenager. You don't forget, right, moms? Where is our precious 83-year-old? She had to go to work. Man, what am I telling? That is like a testimony right there. She had to go to work, kids. Y'all need jobs because Linnell, is it Linnell Lavelle? Lavon is working at 83. Holy cow. Let me tell you what, that's amazing. Um, let me tell you something. You don't forget when you're a mom, what it's like to be a teenager. You know why you don't forget? Because you have to constantly call your parents and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I did this or, oh my goodness, I opened my mouth and I just heard you come out of me. It was weird. You know, like I've said the things I said, I would never say to my children. How many of you guys have always said to your mom, I am never going to tell my kid that. Well, let me tell you, you're going to say it. Okay. So I want us to understand the value of a mother. How many of you guys know your parents are valuable? Your mother is a valued gift from God. You need to know that. Even if you are, you're raising your hand and you're like, no, whatever. You know, you didn't see her. I was on the way over here. Let me tell you what. She is a gift from God and she is to be valued. Proverbs 31.10 says this, a wife of noble character, who can find she is worth far more than rubies. I like the way the message says it. It says, a good woman is hard to find and worth far more than diamonds. You see, there was once upon a time, there was this beautiful princess, and she was frolicking through the woods, and she came upon a pond. When she got to the pond, there was this frog on the edge of the pond, and so she went up to the frog to look at it, and it began to speak to her. So she knew this was no ordinary frog. The frog said to her, well, I used to be a very handsome prince until someone came by and cast a ugly spell on me, and here I am a frog. But if you kiss me, I shall become a prince again. It will be great. Well, we'll get married and we can move into my mom's castle. Oh, there you will provide for me many children. And, and oh my goodness, you can cook and you can clean. And oh, you can take care of the kids. We'll live happily ever after as me, as your handsome prince. And so she thought for a moment and she reached down and gently scooped up the frog into her hands. As she walked him home, she was planning all the ways that she was going to cook frog legs for dinner. Because how many of you women signed up? To clean house, do laundry, change diapers forever because that's what it is. Let me tell you something. It never changes because all my kids are grown and now people are bringing me their kids. And then my kids are going to have kids and they're going to bring me their kids. It's going to be a never ending like thing of caring for children, right? None of us really signed up for what it looks like to be a mom. Let's show that first picture. If you seriously think that all a mother does... And being a mother, I am, I am sad to say, but that could be a picture of me many years ago, minus the dog. Seriously, mothers do 
and give, and it's not easy and it's not glamorous. How many of you moms look like the ones in the, in the magazines where their hair's all done and their makeup? Or even better yet, um, what's the lady's name that's the princess that's married to the prince that just had the baby? Kate. Okay, please. First of all, number one, America should start having some guy in a crazy costume outside announcing the birth of every child. Thank you very much, because they're all special. And then they should have a complete salon makeover before they leave the hospital in heels. Thank you very much. It ain't real, because let me tell you what happens. Mothers don't even get to go to the bathroom alone, because they will find you. You all did it. You know you did. You all found your mother in the bathroom when she locked herself in there just for a few moments of solace. I I can tell you that I went into the restroom and shut the door, and I didn't even need to use the restroom many times, but they found me. But according to a Fox News report, if you were to take everything that a mother does, whether it's a mom that stays at home or a mom that works outside of the home, I've done both. Both are equally very difficult. It would be, their salary would be around $65,000 a year. That's a good salary. How many of you women would say amen and amen? But guess what? It doesn't stop there. That don't count over time. And last time I checked, my kids get sick at night. They wet the bed at night. They do all the things that they ought not to at night. They don't do it during the day when you got energy. They do it in the middle of the night. They're crying. They're carrying on. You got to feed them. That would be overtime. And if that were done and the laundry, I think that I do the neighbor's laundry because there's no way that all this stuff belongs to us. I think that they drop it off. I wash it. And then they come back in. They must have a key and they gather their things and leave because I can't imagine we have this many clothes. If you were to do that, the price would jump to over $134,000 a year. Moms are worth it. Every single penny. Did you show the picture of the next one? I love this because this is what my kids do. They don't even take a chance to look at anything. They just say, hey, mom, like this. But it says, or give it to your mother. She knows how to do it. Uh, Got many calls from college about laundry. I know that um, I would love that kind of salary. And as a mom, I could find ways to spend it. Even if I couldn't leave the house, I'd get on Amazon. I would do what I need to do. Mother, a noun, one person who does the work of 20 for free. I think that also applies to pastor's wives, but that's just because I know this is all. Yes. Um, As a mom, I know that even though the money would be great, we would all do it for free anyway. Why? Because we love you. According to a survey that was taken in the Ladies Home Journal, About 70% of all mothers said that being a mother was incredibly stressful. Like how many of you guys are glad that you just heard that 70% of mothers said it's totally stressful? Yeah, you're all going, well, no, I'm not stressful to my mom. I love my mom. I'm precious. Okay, well, 85% of those women said that it was also the most rewarding thing that they had ever have happened to them. And for this very special job title of mom, let me tell you, there's not a class, there's not a book, there's not a blog, there's not a vlog, there's not video series, nothing that can prepare you for it. There's nothing. You see, we all go to school for 12 years. We learn our reading, our math, our science, writing, all that stuff. And you know what? 90% of that stuff you're not going to use. 
algebra is not necessary, but it's a necessary evil for mothers because guess what happens whenever your kid goes into like sixth grade? Yeah, they bring home homework and guess whose job it is to help them. So you better, yeah, it was awful. Pay attention now, girls in school for algebra. You'll have to do homework later on in life if you want them to pass and be productive adults. Uh, Following high school, some moms had to trade school or they had to college to get degrees so that they can prepare and, and to financially help their families. But one thing that they don't really prepare you for is how to be a mom. One of the most important jobs on the planet and school really doesn't help you learn how to do it. I remember in high school, we had a sack of flour we were responsible for. I mean, we left it in the car. It was dirty. It was horrible. There were some that, you know, you couldn't let them get broken or anything. People were breaking them, and they're, like, just going and buying new bags. I mean, it was like a bag of flour. Like, how are you going to tell, right? We knew what brand it was. They should have, like, bought it from someplace that you couldn't buy here. But anyway, we were not good caretakers of our bags of flour. But let me tell you what, when you become a mom, you can't just go buy a new one. (laughs) When you have that baby, it's yours. Looking back to 24 years ago, whenever my first child was born, nothing could have prepared me. They say there's nothing quite like a mother who looks at her child for the first time. And I will tell you that that is very true. I want you guys to realize that when your mom locked eyes with you, there was nothing more powerful or humbling ever happening in the universe. Because I'm going to tell you what happened. She looked at you and she realized, I have no idea what I'm doing. What do I do now with this thing that is crying and, and things are coming out of it and I don't know what to do with it? Let me tell you what, it's a humbling experience to know that you are now solely responsible for this precious life that's been given to you. It's also the first time you can truly identify with your parents on a new level. Amazing. You try your best to prepare yourself for motherhood. You read books and blogs from people who seem to be the expert on the subject, but who do you call at the end of the day when everything you've done is not working You call your mom and ask her because, after all, she did survive you, so it gives you hope that maybe you'll survive this. Too many people in this world, not too many people in this world will stay up late and clean your messes, will hold your hand and watch over you when you're sick, bring you your lunch, your homework, your band instrument, or anything else that you forgot for school that day, help you complete your school projects, cheer you on, even to the point of embarrassment. How many moms do I have in there that, yeah, I'm I've embarrassed my children. Like, I embarrassed my child last night. He took me on a date to a Korean restaurant we drove an hour to get to. So I'm taking pictures. He's like, Mom, please stop. I'm like, no. I'm on a date with you, and I'm taking pictures. So it was a lot of fun uh, to embarrass him. They will laugh with you, cry with you, and even pray over you. There's really no job that a mom won't do for their kids. She's there to protect you, to encourage you, oh, to be there for you even when you don't want her to. She's your mom. And even though you're mad and you stomp off, when you slam your door and you break her heart just a little, when she's at the point of exhaustion, she'll take a deep breath and she'll pray. And she'll ask God to help her meet you with the love and compassion that only he can give. She'll stand for you and she'll correct you when necessary. She will teach you even when you think she knows nothing. She's the one force that will stand between you and danger. Her value cannot really be measured for what most of what she does goes completely 
unnoticed. There were some elementary school kids that were asked the following questions. Why did God make mothers? One child said, mostly to clean the house. I mean, you got to love the honesty of children. Why did God give you your mother and not someone else's mom? One said, because we're related. That makes sense, right? The other said, uh, God knows that she likes me more than the other moms like me. So why did your mom marry your dad? I love this one. One child said, well, grandma said she didn't have her thinking cap on. So the question was asked, what's the difference between mom and dads? One child said, well, dads are taller and stronger, but moms have the real power because that's who you got to ask if you're going to stay the night at someone's house. And the final question was, if you could change one thing about your mom, what would it be? And a child said, I would like for her to get rid of those invisible eyes in the back of her head. I bet if you guys all sat down tonight and really took a look at all that your mom has done and will do for you over the years, I bet you'd have a novel. If you really sat and thought, she loves you fiercely and would do anything within her power to provide and care for you. Mothers are invaluable to each of us, our society, and our world. Now, the second thing is because of her value, she should be honored. Now, this is your responsibility. Moms, you just got all the, all the, uh, now we're going to listen to the kids. Okay, so Exodus 20, 12 says this, honor your father and mother. Then you will live a long, full life in the land your Lord, the Lord your God is giving you. A year ago, when our son graduated from Evangel University, we were down there for all of the uh, ceremonies, and we were at the baccalaureate, and all of the kids had come in, and we were all so proud. You could see moms. I mean, we were just standing taller because all of our kids had just graduated college. I mean, what an accomplishment. And we're also excited. And this young man gets up to speak. And before he gets into his speech, he begins to say, I have someone here I'd really like to thank. And he goes around and says, you know, this person has been, you know, here with me all my life. This person has really encouraged me and they've helped me when I'm down in the dumps. This person has been there for me when I have a paper to write or when I have a big exam coming up. When I felt like giving up, this person told me to stick with it, and that person is my mom. At that point, he reaches into the, po- the uh, podium, and he pulls out this huge flower arrangement, like how he was hiding it, I don't know. And it, like, popped out, and all the women in the room were like, oh, what a wonderful son. And then we all looked at our sons. No flowers for us. Where's our flowers? Okay, so not really, but anyway. So this boy, he walks down with his flowers, and he greets his mom, and They're hugging, and they're so happy, and everybody's crying. And my husband's like, you know, get it together, get it together, lady. (laughs) Crying, and he gets back up to the podium. He makes his way back up, and he goes, I love you too, Dad. I don't know what else he said, that whole speech. I'm sure it was great, but what I remember is that he loved and he honored his mother, the person who had been there to encourage him and to bring him through. As soon as I cannot tell you enough how important it is for you to show honor to your moms. I can't tell you enough. There's not a person on earth today that knows you better than your mother. You can lie to her. You can tell her everything's okay, but she knows when there's not. She can feel you. She knows. In the Hebrew, the word for mother is aim, or it's E-M, but it's pronounced aim. And according to the Greek and Hebrew dictionary, the word implies the bond of the family. They're the ones who help bond things together. They hold stuff together. They keep peace and keep things running smoothly at home. 
When I used to go out of town for a weekend or something with the church or, or something like that, my husband would just be like just desperate for me to get home because the minute I would leave, he would do something and they'd say, that's not how mom does it. And it would continue for like the whole weekend. And he's like, I'm not your mom. Suck it up. Just do it the way I say. Let me tell you something. Nobody does it the way mom does it. I don't care who you are, but your mom's lasagna is the best. Your mom's chicken is the best, whatever. Mine isn't the best, but my kids tell me it is just because they have mercy. Okay, so let me tell you a funny story because I think I can. I went on a trip with our church. We were actually kind of trying out for the ministry for the very first time. I was pregnant with Jacob, and we went on this bus tour, and we were going all the way on a bus to Florida. That's a long way on a bus. It's a long way, very pregnant on a bus. And so we get down there. We've been gone this whole week. I'm so glad to get home. I want to see my babies. I want to see my husband. I want to just sleep in my own bed. And he calls me, and he says, hey, where are you guys at? I'm going to pick you up at the church. And I said, oh, we're about, I don't know, an hour out. He said, okay. Things sounded calm, which automatically, you know, my mom antenna went up. And I thought, hmm, wonder what's happening in my house, that everything seems quiet. Because, you know, I had two kids, and there was never a quiet moment in my house. And so all of a sudden, I hear this blood-curdling scream, and the worst fears came over me. And I said, what is going on? What is going on? And people on the bus were like, what's happening? What's happening? Something's wrong with my babies. And Lance says, what's the matter, Jonathan? And he is running away from his sister. And he is screaming, she has poop in her hand. And at that moment, I was so glad I was on that bus. It didn't matter that we had been traveling for 20 hours. I was just glad that I was on that side of it. Let me tell you something. Parenting children, raising children as a mother is always exciting. She would kill me if she told me if I, she knew I told you that, so don't ever mention it again. All right, so we need to show honor for our moms and all the things that they have taught us, especially when it comes to teaching us to pray. How many of you guys have ever heard your mom say this? Whenever you spill something on the carpet, you better pray that stain comes out. I've used it too. What about when they teach you logic from their decisive words? Because I said so, that's why. What about irony when they'd say, keep laughing and I'll give you something to cry about? Oh yeah. What about stamina when she said, you're going to sit there until you eat all that broccoli? What about weather when they say, it looks as though a tornado has ripped through your room? The cycle of life when she would say, I brought you into this world and I can take you out. That's right. What about gratitude when she said there are millions of less fortunate children in this world. You're going to eat what's on that plate. Yeah. What about patience when she'd tell me when I saw something at the mall that I wanted that Christmas was coming. Patience to wait. To reach our children is a direct command from the Lord because in Proverbs 22, 6, the message translation says, point your kids in the right direction. And when they are old, they won't be lost. Moms, we have a responsibility to point our kids in the right direction. But students don't miss out that you have a responsibility to not only accept and listen, but to apply it to your lives. You have a responsibility to honor your mom because not, not only on Mother's Day, not once a year, but every day, she sacrificed more than you know to make you the young man and woman that you are becoming today. She's gone without so that you can have. She's given of her time and talents and most of the time without any recognition. And she would do it all over again. How many of you guys know who this guy is? 
Everybody's like, Kevin Durant. Okay, so Kevin Durant, he plays for the NBA. He's a Christian guy. He plays for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And uh, last season, he won the MVP award, Most Valuable Player. And uh, if you have not listened to his, his uh, acceptance speech, you need to. It'll be the best 26 minutes of your life. What a humble man. 26 minutes, he talks about everybody but himself. It was a wonderful speech. He started with God and he ended with God, but there was someone he gave thanks to, and it was his mom. I want to tell you some. I want you to hear his words. And go ahead and put that next picture up. These were his words. He says, Mom, I don't think you know what you did. You made us believe. You kept us off the street. You put clothes on our back and food on the table. When you didn't eat, you made sure we ate. Many times you went to sleep hungry. You sacrificed for us. You're the real MVP. You know, Kevin Durant understood and just how important the role his mother played in his life to make him a good man and a great basketball player. We need to honor our moms no matter how old we get. They're a gift from God to us, and we should do all we can in private and in public. Hear me on that. In private and in public to give them honor and to let her know how much we love and appreciate her. And lastly, and most importantly, we should honor our God who gave us this gift of mothers. In Psalm 127.3, it says this in the Message Bible. Don't you see that children are God's best gift? The fruit of the womb, his generous legacy. I want to challenge you with something tonight that this scripture has deep meaning for us. Not only are our children a gift, but God gave his best gift. His son, Jesus so that we may have life and live it more abundantly. God is our ultimate example of love and compassion. The love that he has for us was demonstrated when he sent his son to come as the sacrifice for our sins. And because of this sacrifice, we can be made right with him and stand in right standing with him if we accept the work that he did on the cross. Because of his sacrifice, we can be the best moms that we can be. Certainly not perfect. But mom's walking in the grace and mercy of the Lord. Because of his great love for us, we're able to love our kids the way he desires us to love. I just want to be honest and true with you guys tonight. When I was growing up, I did not have a relationship with my mom. My mom is a good lady, I guess. I mean, she doesn't do anything really wrong. It's just that she's super, super, super independent. And so when, my kid, when I was younger, my, kids got divo- my parents got divorced. And uh, my mom moved on. And, and my dad pretty much raised me. And you could say, well, how in the world are you talking about how great moms are if you didn't have a mom in your life? Well, let me tell you what, this woman came into my dad's life and she became my stepmom. And let me tell you that there were a lot of rocky years. You know why? Because I didn't accept her love. But I'm going to tell you that you might find yourself in a situation where you've got maybe a blended family or you have a, a, a situation where maybe your mom is not real involved in your life. Let me tell you, God provides. He provides by offering, first of all, my, my stepmom and I, though we had some conflict at the beginning, she is more a mother to me today than my mom who gave birth to me ever was. We talk on a daily basis. She is just my rock. I love her. I tell her everything. Talk to her on the way here tonight. When I was talking about moms, I said, I'm so glad I get to talk about you tonight. And she was just silent on the other end because she knows that what she did was she was imparting to me what my mom should have. You know, there are a lot of things in our life that don't look pristine and come in a pretty box with a pretty ribbon on top. But God allows for women to speak into our lives if we will allow them to. 
He's provided people in this church, Kristen and your youth leaders. He's provided other women in the church to pour into your lives. Allow it. Don't say no to what God has for you. Your mom and the women in your life are God's gift to you. Don't ever forget that and don't close them out. She's been given the heart of God to show us how God the Father loves us. And this poem describes how God uses her. It says, A mother's love is something that no one can explain. It is made of deep devotion and of sacrifice and pain. It is endless and unselfish and enduring come what may, for nothing can destroy it or take it away. It is patient and forgiving when all others are forsaking, and it never fails or falters even though the heart is breaking. It believes beyond believing when the world around condemns, and it glows with all the beauty and of the rarest, brightest gems. It is far beyond defining. It defies all explanation, and it still remains a secret like the mysteries of creation. A many splendid miracle man cannot understand, and another wondrous, ever, wondrous evidence of God's tender, guiding hand. Today and every day, may we ask the Lord to guide us as mothers to show the mercies and grace our God has given to us. And as students, may we never forget the beautiful gift that God has given us in our mothers. I want to encourage some of you moms here that might be having students graduate pretty soon. Are there any ladies in here that have some seniors? How many of you guys, this is your first time? <laughs> Let me tell you, it's about to be my third time. It don't get easier. I'm just letting you know. Sorry if you have more uh, coming. It's not easy. It's not easy. As a mom, I've had to let go twice now, and I'm getting ready to, in about a week, uh, watch my baby kind of fly. Well, he's not really flying from the coop till August, but, you know, symbolically, at school, walk across that stage and become, you know, a free man until August because he's still under my house and has my rules. But I remember a few few years ago, I was thinking about this the other day, that we had this gazebo on our back, you know, the uh, back deck, you know, those gazebos that have like the, the sides so bugs and stuff stay out and you can zip them shut, but you can still see through them and the breeze comes through. So we had one of these gazebos and there was this bird that was stuck in there. I don't know how it got in, but it got in there and it was just flying and hitting and every, I mean, it was just all over the place. Our cats were like plastered against the door, like, come on, fall, come on, fall. They were going to get it and eat it and play with it. They were going to do all kinds of stuff with it. And so I was like, what are we going to do? We can't just leave this bird in here. And Lance goes, well, maybe it'll become a pet. I said, it's not going to become a pet. It wants out. Look, it's going to tear my gazebo apart. So we went outside. The only way to truly let it go and for it to be like the other birds and to fly was to unzip the gazebo and let it free. And let me just encourage you guys. Our kids can see the open skies set before them. The futures await. We must trust God as we release them to the lives that God has for them. We must believe that the things that we have taught them, even if we don't think they heard a thing, have fallen upon their hearts. And as they step out, they'll begin to grow. There's nothing harder and at the same time more rewarding than allowing your child to soar. Um, we must walk in faith at these times and at the same time give extra attention and direction as they prepare to go to their next step. But here, students, let me just say this to you. I ask you guys to listen. Take to the heart the things that have been said to you tonight. Love your mother. Listen to her. 
She has good instruction for you, as God does for us. Be careful with your words and how you speak to her. Tell her thanks. Thank you for all she's done and will continue to do. You know, there was this concerned mother that on this stormy winter morning, the snow was falling, the roads were slick. And she was so concerned about the buses getting to school safely. So she called the principal and the principal answered the phone and she goes, hey, I just wanted to make sure that the, that my son's bus got to school okay. And and he goes, well, you know, what, what grade is your son in? And I'll tell you if his bus got here. She goes, oh, well, my child, my, my son's not a student anymore. He drives one of the buses. Let me tell you something. Moms don't quit being mom just because you graduate high school and walk across the stage and get a little thing and move a tassel and turn around your ring and do all the fun stuff and have the party and go to college. Moms remain your moms until forever. Allow it. Look at this time that you have with your mom. She's here tonight. She's invested in you. She wants to see you thrive and to succeed in your future. Don't be irritated or ever despise the fact that your mom cares enough to call. The word says that the Lord looks upon us as we're sleeping. Your mom has stayed up countless nights before watching you rest after you've had a fever, making sure that you're breathing okay and things like that. This same mother is about ready to watch you walk across the stage receive a diploma, and leave the nest. Remember her in this time. Be with her. Allow for her to enjoy this season with you. They're there, watching and hoping and praying that you walk in God's will and plan for your life. Allow her to be a part of this exciting time, knowing that her heart is bursting with pride in what you've accomplished and at the same time breaking just a little bit. Your moms love you. I know it's hard sometimes to see when things are busy at the house and busy at school, but let this time in your life be one that you don't despise your mom telling you you can't go do something or that you need to do something different because she wants what's best for you. Allow for her to speak wisdom into your life in this season. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus, for mothers. I thank you, Lord, that you looked ahead and you knew that we would need to have a person on this earth that would be your hands extended. That hand of gentleness, that hand of of correction when needed, but that hand, Lord, that, that holds ours, God. I thank you so much, Lord, that you have provided for each of us women in our lives that love us no matter what. No matter how big we mess up, they come running to our side. Lord, I pray, God, that you would just help us, Lord, as mothers to live a life that is worthy of you. God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that if there are any mothers in here tonight that perhaps have not accepted you as Savior, maybe they are only hearing this for the first time. God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would just uh, speak to their hearts. God, we know, Lord, that we cannot do this on our own. We can't love the way that you love us without first accepting that love for ourselves. And so, God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that if there is anyone here that is has maybe not had a relationship with you, Lord God, I pray that you would open their heart and that they would accept you as their Savior to realize that the greatest sacrifice that was ever given 
was given by you when you gave your son to come and die for us, Lord, that we could have a right relationship with you. And so, God, I pray, Jesus, that you would just be with us as we go forward in this evening, Lord God, and that you would just uh, pour out your blessings upon these mothers. God, those that are, are facing their children moving on for the first time, Lord, or maybe even the second time or the third time, Lord, I pray that you would just give them, Lord God, just a heart that is able to take it. Lord, I pray, God, that you would help these students, Lord, to see the value that they have, the absolute treasure that they have in a mother who loves you and who loves them. God, I pray, Jesus, that you would just bless them, Lord, and that you would just help us, oh God, to always give thanks to you, for you are the great giver of life, and we just praise you, Lord Jesus, tonight, and we thank you in Jesus' name.